VIP Access. This week on VIP Access, we're coming to you from the Swanky B Club. This is where it's happening every single day of the week. Now you know. I'm about to interview a personal friend of mine, an artist who I've been working with for about two years. I'm very proud to call myself her publicist. Her musical journey started in the UK, where she was picked and mentored by Matthew Knowles, Beyonce's dad, for those who know. And she would later return to Africa, where she eventually found her own. Today, she's renowned and celebrated as one of the most gifted, amazing power vocalists. I'm speaking about none other than Shay Shay. Hello, Shay. Hello, Aniko. I'm fine. Nice to see you. You too. You look so beautiful as always. You look so beautiful and skinny as always. No no arms. That's what I- you know how we do. So what is the secret to um, this beautiful face, um, the style that you keep up with? Every time I see Shay on a music video in person, you're always looking really amazing i just i just um do me i dress uh how i feel and most of the time i'm happy so i dress happily and if i'm just if i'm looking rough then you know something's wrong with shade you know but i just stay in my own lane and i don't try and be something i'm not so this is your second time um in kenya and um, i'm not sure if it's the official second time but it's the second time to do a media tour in kenya and um you're one artist who travels a lot you know from lagos to london to i don't know tanzania uganda to kenya so i wanted to ask you where do you feel like this is home and how does your travel inspire you as an artist well, you're right. I hear that I travel a lot, a lot. But I don't feel like I travel as much as other artists, to be honest. But where I call home is definitely Nigeria. Um, I was born in the UK, but my second home is Nairobi. That's why they call me Njeri. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I feel like, you know, traveling inspires my music a lot. I get to meet different producers, songwriters, you know, the environments really affect my mood and generally helps me create great music. You were born in the UK and you, you know, had a fair share of your growing up and, you know, starting your music career in the UK. You know, tell me about being in the group from above. Tell me about how you ended up being picked up and mentored by Beyonce's dad, Matthew Knowles. You know, how did that um, mold the artist that you are today? Well, I started singing from a very young age. Um, I used to follow my mom to choir practice. I used to be in my school choir, my church choir uh, with the Hillsong um, frontline choir. And I think Hillsong was really the place I really experienced being in on that stage with the whole technical side of stage performance because, you know, because of that whole vibe and that whole uh, setup that they have. Um, And then as I entered university and kept on going, you know, into music more, I, um, I joined a girl group called From Above. And From Above were five, five of us, um, two white girls, one mixed race girl, one Mauritian girl and one black girl. And we used to rehearse and sing in different spots and places. And then our manager at the time was looking for a a deal for us. 
And I don't know how, but he came across Matthew Knowles and invited Matthew Knowles to come and hear us sing. So when Matthew Knowles came to hear us sing, he said that we reminded him of the early Destiny's Child. And so that was kind of how we got picked up by him, taken to America, and the rest is history. Many people would think that after that, you know, you would have made it, but you still felt like there's something else you wanted to do. You still felt like there's another continent I want to conquer. So tell me about the journey of relocating you know, from the UK, your other home to your other home, which was Nigeria, you know, was that difficult? And did you kind of struggle with, you know, settling back in Nigeria? Well, from above broke up. They wanted to, we wanted to break up. We were no longer happy. We were no longer, you know, feeling patient. Um, and so we broke up and I decided to move to Nigeria because I remember my mom before she died saying, hey, you're going to end up in Nigeria doing music. And I thought it was a bit odd for her to say that. But, you know, now I know it was a premonition. And um, the transition back to Nigeria was, was was cool for me. I had Sound Sultan as my musical godfather. I had Cecil Hammond from Flight Time as my as my um <laughs> promotional company and then I had Deola at Alade of LifeSpot as my you know my mentor my label everything so I had like really three powerhouses really just behind me so settling in to Nigeria was kind of easy I feel like um, growing in the industry and staying consistent and evolving was the hard part VIP access with Aniko on Africa Loud and we got to know about you, um, especially in East Africa and Kenya, with the song you did with Paturanki Murder. That was about four years yeah. ago. And from then onwards, it's been a slew of hits from Shay, you know, from Yolo Yolo to Bia to Right Now to Comoral to Gimme. So tell me about how you chant the music. And you're very soulful. So what's your writing process? And uh, are you working with other songwriters in the process? Yes. Um, well, you know... Right now, and Murder, I know, we're very big here. And I remember doing a couple of shows out here and, and actually just like, I mean, you, you're privy to that because, you know, you were with me. But I remember doing a couple of shows out here and, and the crowd singing the song back and everything. And it was interesting because I didn't realize that I was that known in East Africa. But I am, and I'm really grateful for that. And unfortunately, I've taken a bit of time out. Um, not on purpose, but because of just life and certain things, you know, trying to expand the team and stuff. Um, but since then, since then, I've dropped Yolo Yolo. I've dropped Komaro featuring an East African harmonize and Give Me Love featuring Runtown, who is huge. And those two songs are out right now. So they can go and, you know, go, go and watch, go and watch it, go and watch it and tell me what you think. And, and yes, I do have a songwriter. I have songwriters, but I have one particular songwriter called Ace Tune, who's also an artist. And um, he is so talented. And he, you know, he um, wrote Komaro and uh, he's coming up really fast and um in 2017 you actually headlined at blankets and wine uganda you know it was such a surreal experience to see all the ugandans sing your songs word for word and um you know since then you've released the comoral song with harmonize you also there's yanje with um omi dimples what are other um east african plans you have for more recordings i know that there's also vanessa in your recent um ep yeah um you know i should be interviewing you i should so what is shay <laughs> single <laughs> um well you know 
look, I really enjoy collaborating with East African artists, particularly because they kind of get they get my style of music, right? Melodically, they're there. Vocally, they're there. Yeah, like definitely. Um, Yanje with Omi Dimples, such a soulful, melodic song. My style, you know, my tempo. Um, Love You Scatter with Vanessa MD and um, DJ Cuppy. Um, again, you know, talks about love, mid-tempo. Um, Komaro with Harmonize, however, is a different vibe altogether. But um, I'm glad I went there because it seems to be a hit out here, a hit back home in Nigeria. So I'm really excited about it. The video is a bit sexy and naughty. So you got to like hide your kids and your husbands. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's, it's just a vibe. I feel like um, I feel like the East Africans got it. Okay. They really got it. Yeah. Okay. If you had to pick um, one city to spend a week in and um, you know do the things you love the most, what would you pick between Nairobi, Kampala, Lagos, and London? That's not fair. Because <laughs> I'm in Nairobi now. So what do you want me to say? Do you want them to chase me from Nairobi? <laughs> okay, so, Anika, to answer your question, um, actually, I would not pick any. I would go to Zanzibar instead okay. with uh, my loved ones or loved one and, you know, do some crazy things and just relax, okay. chill. So speaking of loved ones, you know, for somebody who writes a lot of songs, I would imagine there's a lot of um, secret admirers yes. and even some peers in the industry who, you know, want to have a little bit of that sugar. And how do you handle that? <laughs> You're so cute, though. Um, you know, guys will be guys. And I feel like definitely in the industry everybody's always hooking up with everybody because yeah. like we we're the only we know each other and we're used to each other and we understand each other so it's like you know i guess everybody's had a bit of a fling here or there i guess i guess i don't know i i'm different um <laughs> but you know it's it's interesting because like being a female artist and being popular a lot of guys like try to slide in the dm or a lot of guys want to you know I, I have to belong to everybody, right? So I don't really put my, my love life, my business out there when it comes to my personal relationships because I cannot be one person's. I have to be everybody's, yeah? So if the minute, you know, I start to become attached to like one guy, like, oh, what about what happens to all my millions of boyfriends that are following me? They're going to be jealous and I don't want them to be jealous. I love you all. However, um, I feel that it's really important to like just keep your private life private. And um, yeah. This, this is VIP Access. VIP Access. So I wanted to ask you on the real, I have to first applaud you for how you've handled yourself as an artist, as a brand, as a lady, as a leading power vocalist in Africa. I know it, it must not be so easy because you don't see a lot of women um, on top. You know, you don't see a lot of women with their songs chatting stations or performing or traveling and being independent as you are, you know. So how do you manage to do that? Because it's not easy. Not easy. I mean, look, I always complain to you, like, you know, and you can't money the money you know um um it's not easy i have been independent since inception of shay shay um and i you know make money from shows endorsements streaming and then i reinvest a big chunk of it back into my brands which is what i used to pay for most of my overheads and things that i i have to do um you know god has been good i've been very blessed i haven't had to compromise myself in any real in any you know, detrimental way. I'm quite proud of myself for that. 
but you know like hustle is a hustle like you got to do what you got to do but for me like I feel like the music the talent the consistency speaks will speak for itself and you know I'm like a slow and steady kind of gal you know I like things to grow naturally and I really do believe 2019 is the is the year of of new heights and like I've just expanded my team internationally now so I'm really happy and I'm quite confident that even though I'm a woman and it's not easy for women in this industry God has been good to me and and other women as well in the industry um but for me particularly like it's my time now so I don't feel slighted I don't feel like oh it's unfair that maybe some of my contemporaries are ahead or whatever no I just feel like everybody has their time and be male or female you know everyone's gonna get there if you just be consistent I know you were in America for um, a long time and you worked on a couple of projects and there's a film you're on, uh, you're in uh, that was actually launched somewhere. Could you, can you tell me a bit about your debut um, in a film? Okay, so um, the movie you're talking about is called Lara and the Beat. Mm -hmm. Lara and the Beat was produced by Biola Alabi Media and um, directed and shot by Tosi Coca, who was actually um, from Los Angeles. Um, And the DOP was Harold Escotet and I say Harold I, I, I mentioned Harold Escotet why because he um, is behind a lot of Hollywood blockbuster movies that you and I know like Blade Runner and and movies like that and so it was an honor to basically work with such an experienced team well my first movie they flew in from Los Angeles stayed in Lagos for a few months and they just put their all into it and so so did I Lara is um Lara Giwa is um a young lady um with a sister called Dara Giwa and the movie is actually about the two of them and how they go from grace to grass um because their parents die and they're parents left the whole um, entire estate to the uncle to manage for them on behalf of the children but the uncle squanders it all so then now you now follow the ladies in the journey on how to basically stay afloat stay alive in Lagos where everything is so you know uh, materialistic and um, you see their struggle and you see how they find love and how they learn about financial literacy, friendship, family and it's a great movie with a great moral and um, um, Uche Jumbo's in it, um, Vector the Viper's in it, um, you know, some great characters are in the movie. Um, well, it was at the Pan, uh, Pan-African Film Festival in Los Angeles, and the premiere was in uh, Los Angeles, and I was there, and it was amazing. People like Danny Glover and people showed up. And um, anything I haven't asked you, and you might want to say even maybe to your fans... Um, you know, to be honest with you, you guys know me and uh, you guys know me. I'm just me. I might have forgotten to speak about a few things, but that's just because, you know, there's so much, so many great things going on and happening. Um, but stay tuned. Just like, you know, encourage your sister, you know, and encourage yourselves as well by, you know, supporting good causes. Um, yeah, follow me on my social media. Um, and my music is out right now on every platform any platform that you buy music on it's there Shee Shee so thank you so much Shee for the interview I love you so much keep doing those soulful music we really love it VIP access VIP access with Aniko and 